Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, December 14th. Another winning primetime night for your boy. Told you guys on this here podcast yesterday. Give me the Rams. And I will admit, after the Jalen Ramsey news broke that he was going to be out on the COVID list, I said, damn it. It's going to be a loss. Now, I did not bet the other side to cancel it out. I stuck with my Rams bet. I said, I believe in this team. I believe in Matthew Stafford. And folks, this performance from Stafford Monday night, first of all, I've got some numbers that are just going to be mind-boggling. Absolutely crazy on Stafford. But first, I've got to say, there were at least two throws in this game where I had to pause it, get both my kids, the 8-year-old daughter and the 10-year-old son, call them in and say, you guys have to see this. And, for, and there was a Kyler Murray play as well, but Stafford was on his game last night. I mean, that was as good a Matt Stafford as you will see. And Stafford has a lot of haters. Oh, he never won in Detroit. He never won the big game. Ah, yes. Well, he shed that label. Are you ready for this? I mean, I didn't believe this. I had to, when Rob was like, you got to check out the stat. I was like, okay, who's saying that? And he's like, ESPN stats and info. I was like, oh, okay, so it must be legit. Monday night, Matt Stafford got his first win against an opponent who entered five games over 500. 
He was 0-17 prior. So, yeah, Matt Stafford never beats the good teams. Yeah, he's usually a huge underdog in Detroit. Hugely a huge underdog. I mean, they had a couple winning seasons, thanks to Stafford and Megatron. But that, to me, like, never beaten a team five games over 500. And then another stat. This was Matt Stafford's first win against a team that had 10 wins. Like, th- think about that. That guy's played over a decade. Every year he's facing Aaron Rodgers, um, some good Vikings teams, some good Bears teams. Never had won one of those. Now, again, quarterback wins is not a stat. I think we tossed that out the window in like 2005. When you hear somebody cite quarterback wins, you know they are coming to a gunfight with a knife. It's like, come on, quarterback wins don't matter. There are so many better advanced stats these days that mean something. Quarterback wins does not really mean anything. But for the people who still want to play that card, Matt Stafford won the game. Now, you know, if you really want to dig deep, it was like, you know, Matt Stafford did not have his best, second best defensive player. He had Aaron Donald, who was an an absolute monster. And Leonard Floyd, by the way, was incredible. Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald and then Von Miller left, of course, hurt because he's a fossil and he's always hurt. Um, But Matt Stafford also did not have his top tight end. And I'm looking at the stats. Yeah, basically it was a Cooper Cup show. And I'll I'll make this about Arizona shortly because there's a damaging loss to them and their chances at the top seed. Um, But Cooper Cup was awesome. I mean, that guy's route running is as good as it gets. And I know we like to talk a lot about New Hopkins is a great receiver. He ain't the best. Um, people want to talk about Jamar Chase is awesome. Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, Justin Jefferson is up there, obviously. I don't know if it gets better than Cooper Cup. You know, these short patterns, like, he's automatic. Any catch you need inside, like, seven yards, Cooper Cup's getting open. The, the one time they doubled him in the red zone, Stafford had to eat it which is finally Arizona smart. Oh, let's throw a double team at him. And there was a face mask on Stafford that the refs missed. McVay lost his mind. His his face looked ketchup red. He was so angry, screaming at the refs. And he was right. Cup, 13 catches on 15 targets and made Stafford look good. Now, remember, this team came into the season with Cam Akers as their number one running back. Henderson is their number two. He's on the COVID list. Cam Akers out for the year. So they're down to the third guy, Sony Michelle, who started the season with the Patriots and the Rams traded for him. Or maybe it was right before the season started, but preseason, Sonny Michelle was like, we got to get him out of New England. He stinks. We don't want him, even though he's good as a rookie. Sonny Michelle looked pretty good. No explosive carries, but solid. Got, had a tough, couple tough short yardage gains that they needed. By the way, James Conner did not deliver on the short yardage gain that mattered. And by the way, foul it away for Arizona. They do play Detroit. They're going to be huge favorites on the road. Um... James Conner was like down on the field after that final play and limped off. It did not look good. Uh, They're already down. uh, Edmonds, he didn't even play. Uh, Arizona is is hurting right now. Um, It's not good. We'll get to Arizona a sec. But this is about Matt Stafford. This is one of those games where it's like, well, the Rams got Stafford to win a Super Bowl. And Stafford threw pick sixes, I think, in three straight games, which were all losses. And he was brilliant on Monday Night Football against Arizona. What else can you say? Stafford looked like an elite quarterback. You give him time on those boots, he's rolling out. and I mean, he was awesome. Three touchdowns, three last week against um, 
Jacksonville, and he's kind of erased the stench of that stretch where he had a pick six against Tennessee, San Fran, and Green Bay. I guess the only pushback I would say is, and this was Stafford's highest rated, uh, second best quarterback rating game of the season um, since the opener when he was incredible against the Bears. But it's one of those games where it's like you look at Arizona and you're like, well, geez, Cooper Cup's getting open every play. Well, Devontae Adams is going to get open every play in the playoffs. And, you know, Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and is Arizona going to get the stops? And you just look at Stafford and you're like, all right, well, if the defense can get make some plays and the offensive line holds up, they got a 40-year-old left tackle. Stafford did get sacked three times. I trust Stafford to get it done. I just don't know if they can rattle off three wins in the postseason in the NFC. I mean, you're talking about having to beat like Dallas, Tampa, Green Bay. Like, come on. Those are three really good teams. And Matt Stafford just got his, quote, first win over a team five games over 500. And first time beating a team with 10 wins. So, like, I, I Stafford could give me that one off. Great. It was awesome. Nice win. Can he do that three games in a row in the playoffs? I mean, I like to think he can, but there's so much that matters, right? I mean, you can't have injuries to the offensive line. We saw Brady's offensive line was incredible in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, and you're healthy in the trenches. You're in great shape. And this Von Miller injury, Bears watching. Um, obviously, you need Jalen Ramsey back from COVID. Uh, Henderson, you get back. So the Rams were not at full strength, and they went in Arizona and won. And I think, you know, I mean, again, I, I think clearly the Packers and the Bucks are the top two teams in the NFC, probably the top two teams in the league. And then the Rams have to be right there in the next tier, kind of the log jam along with Arizona. And I guess maybe the Niners. I, I like the Niners. I don't know if they're there. But let's quickly talk about Arizona, who I don't want to use the word Fugazi to describe their season, but... When you look at a lot of their wins, it's like, you know, they're winning against, you know, they clobbered Tennessee in the opener, then they narrowly beat Minnesota. Where are their best wins? Okay. After that Rams, after that Rams win, they did beat San Fran, which is really nice. They step up in class against Green Bay, lose at home when Aaron Rodgers had no wide receivers. They play San Fran with Colt McCoy. Got the win. Play Seattle with Colt McCoy. Seattle was bad at the time. Get the win. And now they lose to the... I just... I have questions, I guess, A, about the defense and can they get enough stops. Remember, they foot fumble luck has been on their side. A lot of people have chronicled how they, they basically recover every fumble. I mean, think about this. Kyler Murray had over 400 yards of offense. 383 passing, 61 on the ground. And he had no touchdowns. Like, What? You know, in between the 20s, Kyler Murray's going to kill you. He's going to wow you. He was awesome. You get in the red zone, it's like, mm, what do they do? Do they have that thumper? Connor, not really the big back. Edmonds, hurt. Um, and then New Hopkins, I'm surprised he did not go off. He he was not great at all uh, going against non-Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but again, Arizona's one of those teams like, listen, six yards per play, four, almost 500 yards of total offense. And, and Kyler Murray has no touchdowns. Just a weird one from Arizona. And I don't know how much I'll trust them in the playoffs if they have to go to, say, Green Bay. You know? That's the one place I, you know, Kyler Murray, 20-degree weather, probably snow. Like, is he going to be able to get it done? 
Now, the good news is that's the only really cold weather arena. Dallas is going to be uh, indoors. Tampa, warm weather. San Fran, warm weather. Um, I, I, I don't know, Rob. I, I, I don't want to over, go overboard and kill Arizona because I really did like the Rams in this spot. And the Rams had revenge on their minds, right? Um, they needed this game way worse than Arizona. And I, I'm not totally surprised. I mean, I'm not going to crush Arizona, though. I, I just, they don't look Super Bowl contender-ish, even though I kind of hyped them up two weeks ago, right? Yeah, you really did hype them up two weeks ago. I, I think you yeah. and I both said they were very quietly one of the best teams in football. And I still think they are, you know, but this was a, a, an instance where they ran into a team that was more desperate than they were. You know, the Rams needed to have this win if they were going to have any chance of winning that division. Otherwise, they would be two back in the loss column, uh, you know, just to Arizona straight up, but they'd be, what was that, like three games back in the, in the standings. So yeah. they would they had to have this win and, and they and they got it. Um Kyler Murray still does not look to me like Kyler Murray. You know, I know the numbers look good, the counting stats look good. He left a lot of throws out there. I mean, that the first missed touchdown, uh, I believe it was to AJ Green, we had to settle for a field goal. He had him wide open with no one within five yards of him, and he threw it seven feet to the right, you know. Um the red zone interception early well, on. Wait, in the game. was that on? Was that on Green? Did he adjust in time or no? I mean, you're right. Green clowned the cornerback. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't understand. Maybe there was a miscommunication. We don't know. We weren't in that locker room or in the huddle, but I don't understand why you would throw it to the pylon when there's nobody around him. Like just yeah. get. And him then the he, I think didn't he have the pick six on? Uh, not the pick six. The interception in the end zone in on the, the red next zone. Series? Yeah, which made yeah. no sense for him to try to force it in there. You know, it was just one of those bad games. Uh, like okay, I said, the, hold on. Let me just defend him. I don't think he. I don't think he played his yeah. best game. I forgot. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a bad, bad drop on fourth down. Right, like on his hands. That that was inside the ten yard line, I believe. Like, I, I don't know. The other time they stopped, got stopped on fourth, they hand off to James Conner. Rob, I think you are. You and I are in lockstep here. If it's fourth and short, and you have Kyler Murray, can you get him in space? Right. Like instead of James Conner up the middle. Where Aaron Donald and Brockers and all these behemoths are, just friggin' run Kyler Murray on the outside. Nobody can keep up with him, you know? Exactly. And, and, you know, I know Hopkins had a big drop, but, you know, early, I believe it might have been the third quarter, um, DeAndre Hopkins having one on one on the outside in the end zone. And rather than floating it up to him and let DeAndre Hopkins do what he does, which he's one of the best in the NFL at high pointing the football, at, at winning these position battles with the cornerback. And he throws it on a line drive so that the, the corner has a, has a chance to knock it away. And it's like those kind of things, they, they don't seem too big in, in the grand scheme of things. But little plays like that are always going to be the difference when you're going against another high-quality team. And you brought up Green Bay because now after the result of this loss, Green Bay is now the number one seed in the NFC. Oh, and if you're Arizona, you don't want to take a finesse offense, which they are a finesse. I know they've been, you know, James Conner's been money in the red zone. But they are a finesse team. They want to throw the ball first. And, and if they want to spread you out, play a lot of wide receivers, I don't know if that's going to translate into a 20-degree game in Green Bay, in Lambeau. Mm -hmm. So this was a, a tough loss for Arizona. But you mentioned it right at the top of the story is Matthew Stafford. Now, yeah. how, how crazy is this? I just looked at the um, NFC playoffs. If the season ended today, obviously it doesn't. Green Bay, you said number one seed. So Tampa would play Washington. How the hell is Washington still in there? That's crazy. Um, Arizona would host San Francisco. 
I don't know that that's a great matchup for the Niners. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury against Kyle Shanahan. Ooh. And then Dallas against the Rams, which would be a pretty damn good game. Um, give me the over in that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Arizona, I don't know. I mean, you really want that number two seed badly. I, I know that the one, obviously, is the only one with a bye. But, I mean, five or six, four, five, or six are all going to be really good teams with good quarterbacks. Seven, you're looking at Washington, Minnesota, Eagles. Eagles have a rookie coach. Vikings have Mike Zimmer and uh, Kirk Cousins. The Falcons are still sniffing around down there. Um, Arthur Smith, Matt Ryan, they don't scare anybody. The Saints with that defense and Kamara back is interesting, but we're talking about Taysom Hill, you know? So, like, that two seed is key, and Arizona's going to need Tampa to drop one game to leapfrog them. I'm looking at Tampa's schedule, Rob. (laughs) Saints rematch this weekend, and don't think that Brady uh, isn't looking for payback after that one. Um, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. So, it's unlikely Tampa Bay is going to be losing another game, okay? (laughs) I I don't know, man. New Orleans has his number. Maybe. Remember the playoff game. The playoff game, though. I mean, I mean that was more of a Drew Brees. I think he had yeah. That was a Drew Brees loss more than a Tom Brady win in in that. I game. you know yeah. I was still on New Orleans and that Jared Cook had a yes. brutal fumble. Yes, near midfield caught took money out of my pocket. Um. So, anyways, I, I guess the big takeaway is like, can we lay off Stafford? Rob, can you tell your guy Rob Parker to stay <laughs> off Stafford? I mean, listen, I like Parker. I thought we were friendly, and then he unfollowed me after we did the Dan Patrick show together, and I take that as a sign of hostility. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, so I've been kind of jabbing him without mentioning him lately because I just think that's some chicken shit, you know? Well, let- like, I know that's your guy, and again, we're friends. But, it, like, listen, you can't knock Stafford all the time, and then he delivers, and you got to give the guy his flowers, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the season started, Ooh. so I'm, I'm ha- happy that this happened. But I also, when they made the OBJ trade, I said, you know, they're putting a lot of pressure on a guy who's never won a big game before. So I'm very happy that Matthew Stafford got over this hump and won a big game for what, to me, feels like the first time in his career. But I looked it up, and as much as Stafford takes a lot of heat in the mainstream media, I think deservedly so, because at some point, I know wins are not a quarterback stat, but you know if you're a good quarterback, you should win some of these games. Not saying you have to yeah. win all of them, but at least one. You know, This is the first time you want to beat a team with 10 wins. You know, in the four games this season against the good teams, the NFC, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cardinals twice, Matthew Stafford, 303 yards per game, 66% completion, 113 passer rating, 12 touchdowns, two picks. Wow. So he's actually been playing really well. It's just he just wasn't getting the wins. So right. I hope that whatever moral victory that comes along with this, this mental hurdle that he gets over, it says, hey, I'm good enough. I've always been good enough to do this. I, I've, I've been able to put up numbers and not quite get the win. In this case, I did get the win. I can do this again. We can do this again. We can win a Super Bowl. So it's interesting. Like in the NBA, if you want to knock a guy for not winning, that's fair. You play at both ends. But for saying like, well, Stafford isn't getting the win. He's not on special teams. He's not the holder. And he's not playing any defense. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. 
Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
I know the quarterback's the most important position in sports, and yes, they're by nature, they're usually the face of the team, and they get a lot of the praise when they win, and they should take some heat when they lose, but there are scenarios where the quarterback isn't at fault in a loss. Like, that right. exists. Yes. It's like, I'm thinking back to LeBron. Game one against the Warriors and KD and Curry. The J.R. Smith game, remember? Yes. Where he got the rebound and pulled it out. Like, LeBron was unbelievable. I mean, I think he had 51-8-8. Eight and eight. Go look that game up on YouTube. He was unbelievable. And he lost. And people will be, oh, well, LeBron got swept in the finals. Well, okay, did, did you see who he was with? Did you see the numbers he put up? Like, that's not on him. I know he's a finals loss, but that's not LeBron's fault. You know, and then people, well, he built the team. Well, did he really? He he told him to trade Kyrie Irving, like Kyrie Irving demanding a trade. Like it's so weird how we you know relitigate this stuff. Um, so personally, for me, I would love for Stafford to get to the Super Bowl, and Rob be right. I do have some money on Stafford to win the Super Bowl, not a lot, <laughs> um, but I would love it. Like just for the for for people to shut the hell up about Matt Stafford. Also, at the same time, though. Um, I would like Cliff Kingsbury to make some end roads and, and make a run in the postseason. He hasn't even been to the playoffs. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I feel like we agree. Like he's one of the greatest, probably top three quarterbacks in the history of the game. Yes. But he hasn't been to a Super Bowl in what, seven years, eight years? Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I will I will literally take anybody out of the NFC except Tom Brady at this point. I'm I'm not because that much because because that. to your point, you know. Wins are not always, you can't always measure quarterback by wins. However, Tom Brady seems to be the guy who's always measured by wins without ever taking into account top five defense, greatest coach of all time, history of cheating scandals. You know, he has had things work in his favor that never get brought up. He's just always mentioned that he wins. I mean, I see, I could buy that, but then he goes to Tampa where they had never been to the playoffs in forever and he instantly wins the Super Bowl. Like right. I mean, to me, that ended. There, there can be no Brady discussion, right? Like he leaves Belichick, goes to a new system, new team, and I mean, I know they had a good roster, but okay, but they haven't even been to the playoffs, and they win the Super Bowl, three straight road games, take down the Chiefs. Like I don't know. I don't think there is an argument against Brady, but I'm with you. I would love it for just about anybody to come out of the NFC other than Brady. And that's not against, like, I'm not rooting against Brady. I just, I am. we've seen that a million times, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'll, I just can't wait till you say something like that about the Jets. Like, oh, I'd love for the Jets to bring it to the playoffs. <laughs> you know, I, I may be um, giving a tease as to a guest coming at some point this week. Oh, yeah, Jets-related, baby. It's that time! Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, oh, quick word on the NFL. Holy hell, 37 positive COVID tests um, was the report on Monday. That's not good. And, folks, I know I all, all we, you know talk about a lot gambling and giving out picks and stuff. I have made a couple of bets for week 15, but I'm already like, geez, did I jump the gun? Because now I'm panicking about you know teams coming off a bye. What were these guys doing last week? And I'm invested in the Eagles. Coming off the bye, that number's gone. It was two and a half on the look ahead against Washington. They're at home. It's up to five. I don't even know if it's Hurts or Minshew. And I was on the Eagles at four and four and a half. Now, I do know that Taylor Heineke got hurt, and I definitely do not trust Kyle Allen to pick up my mail while I'm on vacation, much less beat the Eagles on the road this week. But Eagles are off a bye. 
is COVID going to hit them? Guess who else is off a bye? Patriots. Colts. They play this week. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what these guys were doing. Um, but I will say, didn't Mike Williams go on the COVID list and then test positive and then he came back, Rob? I feel like somebody on the Chargers. Did. Yes, yes, because he was negative okay. all week. So that's two after there had been like, I think, none who were able to play. There was TJ Watt, and he was incredible, and then Mike Williams. So there is hope that, okay, if you test positive Monday, you can still play Sunday. I, I mean, maybe you're on a pitch count because of whatever COVID does to your body. Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten it. Um, but I, I don't know. That, that, that number just struck me as very high. Uh, the other big NFL news, Rob, broke late last night, was the Super Bowl is going to Vegas in 2024. Do you have your hotel room booked? Yes. Okay. Well done. I mean, because honestly, you're Raider. No, I'm kidding. Of course it won't be your Raiders. But <laughs> I will say, I was in Vegas. Okay. No, I wasn't there, but I think it was the NBA All-Star Weekend was in Vegas one year. And the reports, I think I was still at the big lead because there were so many reports about crazy parties and some people had nicknamed it. Have a baby by me, baby, be a millionaire weekend. Because like all the groupies and like the, you know, strippers and the prostitutes, they were going to Vegas to meet NBA players and, you know, you know how that drill works. The Super Bowl will be like that on crack, won't it? I mean, a whole week in Vegas, it's going to be very exciting. Oh, if you heard Great some of weather. the stories that came out of NBA All-Star weekend in Vegas, this what, how many years ago? Yeah, I think it was like seven. Yeah, yeah, but the stories are legendary. I know we can't talk about them here on this podcast because a lot of them are uh, involve some high-profile individuals in compromised situations. But let me just say, if you're ever on the dark pages of the interwebs, Don't you're ever on Reddit or something <laughs> like that, I, you may find something, and it might seem far-fetched, but I promise you it's probably true. So this yeah, is going to be great in the NFL. I mean, that will be amazing. Uh, quickly, all right, we can wrap up two quick uh, items that I saw. Number one, um, what, what, what is, this is December. So maybe eight months ago, the biggest name in college football was Spencer Rattler. He was the Heisman um, favorite. He was getting all the NIL money. I think I saw a million dollars or 750000 whatever the number was, at Oklahoma. So he's benched like a month into the season. Yada, yada, yada. Lincoln Riley leaves. I just saw the news. Spencer Rattler is headed to South Carolina. And he's going to be the quarterback for Shane Beamer. Now, uh, as a guy who went to Virginia Tech, I'm a big Frank Beamer fan. Shane Beamer, obviously, is, you know, great story. Interesting that Lincoln Riley, Rob, had a chance to go to the SEC. He says, nah. Not for me. I'm going to go to the Pac-12 and crush. Spencer Rattler leaves Oklahoma and levels up to the SEC and says, you know what? I want to play the best of the best. I want to be on TV all the time. I want to have an opportunity to show the scouts that I'm not cooked. I absolutely love this move from Spencer Rattler. Like, Rob, he could have just gone down to Houston or something and put up 50 touchdowns. and He could have literally gone anywhere else. He wants to face the best. I like this. I like the Spencer Rattler move. I mean, I know you're not a huge college football guy, especially Spencer Rattler. But in South Carolina, this may be the first Gamecocks reference on the podcast this year. Um, I, I'm just I'm enthralled by this move. 
Uh, I would have liked to have seen him at UCLA. To be honest, like I, I, I know that. <laughs> no, I, I know that you think I don't like college football. I do like college football. It's just my team is not very good. So it, what about DT? Uh, whatever. DTR. No, he's not. He's not good at all. He's the same guy he's been for four years now. You know, he's a uh, athletic. Can make some wow throws. Also make some really dumb boneheaded mistakes. You know, I thought Spencer Rattler definitely needed to change the scenery. I wasn't definitely was not expecting him to go to the SEC like you mentioned. I think that. If his flaws were exposed in the Big 12, I can only imagine what's going to happen to him in the SEC. I thought that well, he needed uh, to go somewhere like the Pac-12, like the ACC even, where he could shine a little bit, raise his draft stock again. So I don't know if this was the right move for him. Well, I mean, uh, obviously Beamer had been with him at Oklahoma Um and, you know, South Carolina, Beamer's first year there, they, I mean, I think they rotated three, maybe four quarterbacks. So they were desperate. He is going to start. Um, I just like people challenging themselves. Like, again, I, I don't want to make it too much about me, although I do love making it about me. Um, but, like, I, I still remember being in Pennsylvania and getting the call, hey, do you want to come try out for FS1? And I hadn't really done much TV, like three TV spots or whatever, but... I mean, it was a big challenge, and there's huge risk. Obviously, uprooting your family and moving across the country. Like, oh, do you want to do this TV show? Like, if it doesn't work, what happens? I don't know. Um, and you get a contract, and it's like, all right, well, I got my first contract. Hopefully, there's a second, you know, and you challenge yourself. And that's kind of when the best comes out of you, doesn't it? Um, Rob, I don't know. I, I, I just I don't want somebody to go down and be like, oh, I'm afraid to – uh, push myself and face the SEC. I, let me just go to a lesser program so I can pad my stats and look good. I, I don't know. I, I like people who challenge themselves, Rob. I don't know. Yeah, let's just hope that because you know, I know he has NFL aspirations. So I, I hope yeah. I don't mind him challenging himself. I just also don't want him to put himself in a position where he's not going to be able to get to the next level. That's what I'm most concerned yeah. about. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We could wrap up with some words on the GOAT of shooting in the history of the NBA. His name is Steph Curry. He did not break the NBA three-point record last night against Indiana. He had a couple late shots. Uh, he, was, he was forcing it, clearly, against the Pacers. And now... Almost as fate would have it, he gets to set the record tonight at MSG, the Garden. And of course, this is a lovely tie-in because everybody will remember the New York Knicks had a chance, maybe, to get Steph Curry, but it was not to be. The Warriors draft Steph Curry right before the Knicks can grab him, and the rest, as they say, is history. I'll never forget, you can look this up on YouTube, Steph Curry goes off at Madison Square Garden. Watching the game, it was one of those games where like the second quarter's happening and you're getting texts. Are you watching this? Of course I'm watching this. And it's like Curry's going bananas. And he's just hitting crazy shots. I think he had 53 maybe, um, but he had like 11 threes. 
people love the garden. LeBron loves it. Zion Williamson's talked about loving it. Like everybody wants to play there and crush it. Curry breaking the record in MSG. I'm sure the lower bowl will have 30% Curry jerseys. Is that high? 25, 30%? People love the guy. You know, he is a transformational player. I I heard some yahoos out there. uh, Stephen A. Smith qualifies as a yahoo saying like Curry uh, has, has passed LeBron as more. What was the phrase that he used, Rob? Curry has passed LeBron as like the, like the, the most the face of, of a generation yeah, or some like some nonsense yeah. like that. And it's like, bro, what are you are you that desperate to try to make the NBA a story in, in December? Like, nobody believes that. Just be quiet. Like Steph Curry's obviously incredible. He's done a ton. He's on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA in this century. I think it would probably have to be LeBron, Kobe, Curry, and who would be the fourth? I guess Shaq? Tim Duncan? Because Shaq did a lot of damage in the 90s. But at any rate, yeah, Curry is all those things. But I I just hate how people are trying to pit him against LeBron in terms of like face of the league and generational talent and blah, blah, blah. Like it's just asinine. Just Steph Curry's the greatest shooter in the history of the game. Period. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's not even a close second. I mean, Clay Thompson. Ray Allen, Reg, you know Reggie Miller, whatever. It doesn't matter. Curry's the best. Warriors, by the way, 22-5. and five. I, I, At this point, we've run out of adjectives for Steph Curry. I, I, he, for me, he's one of the few must-mandatory watch. Like, you have to watch Curry when he's playing. There's just... Uh, no, who's better right now, Rob? Like, Ja Morant? Like, come on. Like, he's a human highlight reel, but I'm not watching oh, Ja Morant. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's Steph. Like, Trey Young, remember when that was, like, a thing last year? Like, oh, Trey Young, cool. I haven't heard shit about him this year. What's he doing? <laughs> is, is he doing anything? <laughs> Why are you taking shots at Trey Young, man? I mean, I don't, people want to put him up just, and, 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 and compare right him to now. Curry. Ra- rather than compliment Steph, you had to tear down LeBron. Now, instead of complimenting Steph, you had to tear down Trey Young. No, there's no tearing down on LeBron. Um <laughs> Oh, she's Trey Young's fifth in the league in scoring. Oh yeah, don't you? That, I guess it's a quiet season, though. Let, I mean, let's I don't hear the last thirty seconds of what you just said. Then. No, don't erase anything. <laughs> don't erase anything. I'm not tearing him down. Uh, I like, um, I like Trey Young, but like, are the Hawks any good? No, no, they're of course not. not. Um, damn, Trey Young has a higher player efficiency rating than Curry. Interesting. Um, I will say I'll be glad when this whole thing is over because watching Steph the last few nights as he's been trying yeah. to break it and he has been trying to like that's not you know if you're going to say that Russell Westbrook was stat padding to get his triple doubles there at the end to pass Oscar then be honest and admit that Steph Curry has been quote unquote stat padding trying to break this record so once he but, does break it I'm going to be I'm going to go back to enjoying the way he naturally plays. Because him, okay, forcing, me, him yeah. forcing some of these shots is just like, come on, bro. Like, I know what you're leave doing. Leave it to me to defend Curry. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Like, f- yes, he's forcing it, but I don't think he's trying to get the record. I think he wants this over. Well, well right? either way. It's I, all they've been. Yeah, either way. Uh, Rob, I, I, I haven't heard of any NBA story this last week other than Curry, record, Curry, LeBron, right. Curry, Curry. Like, it, stop. It's December. It's a it's a NBA record. I, this isn't like a top 10 NBA record that exists, is it? No, and it's going to be broken five years after he retires. No, it's not. Yes, it will. The way, the way the game is played, and as much as these guys shoot threes now, and it's only going to get worse, 
Donovan Mitchell, the aforementioned Trey. Oh, get out the, of the here. Aforementioned There's no Trae way. Young, when it, cause this is not a, 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 um, efficiency. This is not, you know, no. that kind of thing. This is just the volume, the total number of threes. And Steph wasn't mm. always shooting this number of threes early in his career. You got guys, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, come in shooting 8-9, their rookie and first and second year. So this record is not going to last very long after he retires. Okay, here's the problem with that. Curry probably has four four more years left. Three, four, five. Yep. I don't know. I mean, sure. So he's gonna he's gonna probably get I don't know what thirty two hundred, thirty three hundred. Look, and even that's gonna Draymond be like, Green said that this record is not gonna last. I don't know. It's just I, it's, these it's, things it's, are cyclical, and it, aren't it, they? And it's not to, it's nothing against Steph because I think Steph's the greatest shooter ever. And, you know, it's just that the way the game is played now compared to when he started and when he came into the league, everybody is shooting. This is part of the, the gift and curse that is Steph Curry. He he inspired other guys to want to shoot like this. Here, here's a fun, okay. Now you made me look it up, like uh, career leaders in NBA threes. DJ Augustin is 77th. DJ Augustin has hit as many threes as Dennis Scott, who was basically nicknamed 3D. That is his nickname. Uh, it, it is? Yeah. Okay. Patty Mills is 57th. Ryan Anderson, I could do this all day. I, I just—it's funny we haven't done a ton of NBA talk yeah. um, lately. I see Mike Miller's name on this list, Kemba Walker, but I guess uh, maybe. But I—I I mean, maybe people will challenge it. But I—I I, again, it's going to take. I mean, this guy is is attempting thirteen a game and making more than anybody. Right, but this is going to be it, the norm in like a year or two. That's the thing. It's nothing against him. It's just it's the way that the, the game has evolved. That's all it is. Yeah. J.R. Smith, 16th most threes in NBA history. Swish. He's going to be able to tell his kids that. Swish. Like, like J.R. Uh, Smith is going to be able to like go pick up his kids from school and be like, oh, yeah, that's the 16th most made threes in NBA history right there. And the, that's kind of a and, cool and thing. And the guy who uh, took the rebound and took it out. That's what they're going to remember it, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hey, we'll wrap up on this. I saw one of my guys. Uh, he coaches like AAU basketball. Um, I guess he ripped a question from Ball Is Life, and they had asked. It's a good Instagram. They had asked, "You get called up into the NBA tonight. You have one game. You can play all forty-eight minutes. What is your stat line? You're, What's yours? You're like? asking me. Yeah. Oh shoot. Uh, zero points. Two rebounds, one assist. You don't think you'd score? In an NBA game? Yeah. I'm a foot shorter than everybody I'd be going against. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> I have to have trouble getting it over their heads. You're crazy. Man. You know, you know I'm looking for my shot. If I'm in that game. Honestly, if if I I if you said, Jason, you can win the lottery for like you know, a million bucks, or you can go play in five NBA games. I would, I would play in five NBA games. I swear, it'd be so fun. I mean, honestly, do you know how exciting that would be, Rob? Just running up and down the court. And again, I, I need to get my cardio a little tighter. Um, and I would, I would surely be a clown. I get matched up ISO against Chris Paul. I'm on my ass. Like that stuff would happen. But just to be able to run with those guys and and play, like that would be incredible. I know I'm sounding like a buffoon, so I'll wrap up the pod there. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Got some couple good guests lined up. 
Let's keep the fun times rolling. And I don't have a holiday schedule yet, but we'll be churning out podcasts because you'd rather listen to this than hang out with your family, right? Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.